your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. In fact, that's a bunch of malarkey. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. You've just tuned in to the greatest podcast nobody's ever heard of. DNR Radio. That's right. Greatest podcast you've never heard of. This is DNR Radio. That's Darkside. I'm Russ. Another week in paradise, my friend. It is, if you're a fan of the Republican <laughs> Party. Oh, and by the way, in our intro, you hear uh, our our standard bearer, Mr. Reagan, tell Gorbachev to tear down the wall. Yeah. 27 years ago today. Was it really? 27 years ago. Wow. Where were you 27 years ago today? 27. You should, Really? I was yeah. I was 15 at the time. You have the world at your fingertips, brother. Look <laughs> it up. It's... I don't use it. My, my fingertips are usually busy doing other things. Hey now. <laughs> so yeah, 27 years ago today was the fall of the Iron Curtain. So uh, if you're if you're a fan of the GOP, it's just been one hell of a couple of weeks for you. God, why does it seem like that? Just doesn't make sense though. I'm having a hard time with this. Sorry, dude. You kind of hit me with this out of left field. I was 15. What the hell was I doing when I was 15 that I don't remember that? Well, if if you're a sophomore or junior in high school, it's, uh, you know, back then we were were doing things uh, probably shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, the late 80s and early 90s were kind of a blur. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like with the hippie children. Do you remember the 60s? If you did, you didn't do it right. Yeah, somebody told me I had a good time, though. <laughs> <laughs> At least I've been told. <laughs> as good a time as uh, our friend the Don has been having, relishing in the uh, victory. Mm. Uh, we're, we're still uh, seeing the protests out on the streets. It's, it's, it's pretty it's pretty sad. Now... I've had friends on Facebook, and, and they come out, and they say, well, remember, each time uh, Obama was elected, the Republicans marched and protested. I don't remember that. There was the one radical church that burned eff- yeah. in effigy. And yeah, the, they had hung the noose, and I mean, that's p- flat out wrong. Right. But yeah, that was the only thing. I think that was it. Yeah, I don't remember anything else. You might have had a dozen people here or there. Not about, a whole week no. of, of college students walking uh, out of class. Tearing down the letters off of his buildings, and I mean, this is getting out of hand. This is getting out of control. So uh, there was a, a Republican senator from Iowa who has uh, presented a bill to Senate. Uh, it's the Suck It Up Buttercup Bill. <laughs> uh, and and what it is is uh, making the uh, protesters who damage any property, uh, who cost the uh, cities in overtime, in police protection, and they bill them back to uh, the people who are convicted of uh, inciting these riots or are arrested, uh, breaking civil rules with these uh, protests. As it should be. I, I think so, too. Yeah. But uh, it'll probably get squashed. It's not going to have uh, majority support. But uh, this is this is some of the points that <clears throat> we 
as adults try to pass on to our kids. And and that's who's doing the majority of the protesting are kids, college kids. Yeah. The kids youth. that are, uh, haven't lived life yet. They haven't really had to deal with paying bills and raising a family and getting to and from work. Yeah, sheltered I mean, society. There was that poor guy in the ambulance and, and uh, the, the, the protesters blocked the street. He couldn't get through. They had a 45-minute detour. The guy died. See, now I figure it's stuff like that. They should, you know, on the front of trains, the the cattle movers, the old yeah, school trains. Yeah, the cattle pushers. The cattle pushers. Start mounting those on the ambulances and police cars. Get them through. I mean, who's responsible for that now? Is, they should are. there be manslaughter charges here? How, you know, uh, criminally negligent homicide? Absolutely. 100%. These I people mean, are responsible for an individual not being able to get to the hospital to, to receive the care he needs. Convict them, get I them mean, going. I, I'm all for the democratic process, and I'm all for protest uh, what you need to, protest what you believe in. Uh, that's what this country's built on, right? We Yeah, but by definition, a protest is uh, going against civil liberties, civil rights. You're standing up for something. Nobody's civil liberties or rights have been stripped by the results of an election. This is just hypocrisy at its finest. If you ask me, it's all bull crap. You got all these people out there. Oh, whining and crying for their safe space, and they're out there. See, the hip, the hypocrisy runs deep on this. First of all, I saw a couple of news articles out of, I guess they had 112 or so people arrested in Portland. About 79 of them didn't even vote. Yeah. They, they weren't even <laughs> registered to vote. That, so, that struck me as funny. Yeah, so you're, you're basically crying and whining over something that y- you didn't even... Listen, if you want your voice heard that much... Do the right thing and vote. And then you can cry and whine. Don't go destroying stuff. But, I mean, that's that's the first level of hypocrisy. The second level is they're out there causing millions of dollars in damage to their own communities who, guess what, voted for Hillary. So you're destroying businesses that are actually agreeing with you. That's It's baffling to me how freaking stupid some of these people are actually being about this whole thing it just pisses me off well it, it's it's true the problem is that we're afraid as a society to say anything uh countering them right just in order to tell them that they're wrong and and that what they're doing uh, hurts other people now you're infringing on their personal rights now you're infringing on their safe space mm-hmm. and now you're uh, preventing them from uh, uh, protesting and and uh, going against the, uh, the civil liberties of everybody, yeah. uh, just it's a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, and these are the people that are taking the pins out of their diapers and now putting them on their lapels. Did you see, that? Did you did. see what I posted on my personal page with <laughs> no, the, the the little ducky one <laughs> yeah. and, and the little rabbit one? It's <laughs> it's their badges of honor, right? That's their <laughs> combat medals. I saw somebody's page today. They posted a straw on their. Uh, they pinned a straw to their shirt. And it says this is for the uh, GOP, the right wingers. It's the suck it up symbol. <laughs> Freaking awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. <clears throat> There's a lot going on, though, in, in mm. the country. Besides the protesting, uh, all eyes are on Team Trump as they're uh, trying to build their transition team. We we're going to lead the uh, program off tonight talking about how uh, uh, the rumor was out that Trump was trying to get. Uh, top-level clearance, security clearance for his kids as part of the transition team uh, and getting them in uh, to participate in the West Wing 
uh, to get them <clears throat> top level of security clean. That came out uh, two days ago. Yesterday, uh, the Don hit his uh, Twitter up. Uh, apparently, he backdoored his advisors who took his Twitter account away from him. <laughs> and uh, he tweeted that he uh, indeed was not trying to get security clearance for his kids. And that's that's cool, right? Yeah, I mean, we're not allowed nepotism, and his kids will not be allowed to be a part of the uh, uh, government anyway yeah. because of, of our nepotism rules. But yeah. uh, I, I thought it was cool that he came out and said, listen, this is this is just hearsay. Yeah, it's but are general. people going to believe it? That's the problem. Well, oh, no, they're not going to believe it. No, it. Of course yeah. they're not going to believe it. Because they're, they're running his companies now, right? Is that what's basically yes, happening? Yes. He has to step away from it, right. rightfully so. Yeah. Um, All so. controlling interests are now in the hands of the Trump kids. Right. Okay. Well, so they're smart kids. So uh, I'm sure. Well, everything... they're talking Ivanka should be uh, considering uh, uh, life in politics after the Don is done. Yeah, I think she'd be fantastic at it. Very smart woman. She, she is, and and that may be the first woman president in, in the history of the U.S. Rightfully so. What, what's everybody pissed off about? Have you heard this about something about a bracelet that she wore? And they saw it on the news. Did you see anything in the news about that? I did not. I, I guess there was something, and uh, I'm ill-prepared once again, um, but she wore like a $10,000 bangled bracelet, and you know people saw it while she was giving a, a news conference or something like that, and everybody got all up in arms about it. I don't know what they're bent about if it's She's because— She's the daughter of a billionaire. Right. Exactly. It's like, what are, you, what are you bent about? You got Hillary Clinton was coming out wearing $10,000, $15,000, you know, uh, suits and pantsuits and stuff. Oh, that was fine. Well, the, uh, Trump number twos in a solid gold commode. Isn't that awesome? I'm, <laughs> so his daughter wears an expensive bracelet. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into it and find out what they were up in arms about. But everybody was like, oh, my God, it's a $10,000 bracelet. So what? She has her own jewelry the line. The dude's a ten-digit income right. guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about a ten-thousand-dollar bracelet. It just goes to show they are looking for any little thing to to beat them up about. So are they gonna they're gonna look at how they tie their shoes and see if it's rabbit ears or through the cave? Right. If it went through the hoop properly or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're does bent it forward or backwards. <laughs> you know. Well, they're bent today. The whole news is all up in arms because he went out to dinner last night. And did not alert the press corps. How cool is that? I'm like, what do you? Who cares? He's out eating dinner. He, he got his family together, yeah. his advisors together, mm -hmm. the Secret Service, and got away from the press. Yeah, like nobody knew. Yeah, I don't blame him one bit. These That's are people fantastic. that have been going He's not the after president him. yet. Yeah, these are people that have been going after him and and trying to lynch him for the last 18 months. So he wants a moment with his family and friends to dine. Who cares? Leave him alone. Let him be. You know, come January 20th, if you want to start hounding him and, and finding him and doing all this stuff, hey, okay, he's the president at that point. But he's not the president yet. Nope. President-elect. He's, he's still just a dude. Let him go eat a steak and get off his ass. Actually, I heard it was a steakhouse that they went to. Yeah. Yeah. He went and had some steak. That was a nice choice. Yeah. Red meat-eating American. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Side of bacon. Speaking of red-blooded Americans, uh -huh. Paul Ryan, he is trying desperately to stay uh, on as the Speaker of the House, uh, which is, uh, I think, the, the third highest uh, position in mm -hmm. the government. Uh, in the uh, pecking order, it's President, Vice President, then Speaker of the House. So yeah. 
Uh, he, he wants to maintain that position. He's lobbying hard. And all of a sudden, uh, Mr. I hate Donald Trump is now look at my bestie. Yeah, see, that's what I don't BFF. like about it. That's what I don't like about it. That's shady. That is shady. It I is. mean, that's shady on both. See, and we, we blast the Democrats constantly for their shady. That's shady. There's still, you know, there's a lot of shadiness in the GOP. Come on, Mr. Ryan. Yeah. You know, what was it? He was given his, uh, his rally in Oklahoma, and he disinvited Trump when that whole grab the hoo-ha came out. Yep. He disinvited him. Don't want him here. Don't want him. If I was Donald, I would have showed up anyway. Hey, sorry, dude. What are you going to do? Stop me? You're going to have me escorted out of a rally, a, a presidential rally, basically? You're going to escort me out? Good Good luck with that. And now, guess who's your boss? Exactly. In the party, right? Yep. He, was, he had so much negative stuff to say, well, I'm not going to support him. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And all of a sudden, the tides have turned. Hey, buddy, can I go have some steak with you? Mind if I go out to dinner <laughs> he, with you guys? He did not know where Donald went. Yeah. He couldn't find him. Uh, Ryan sent out a letter to uh, all of the House GOP saying serving as Speaker has been a tremendous honor, one that I do not take for granted. I am running for re-election so that we can continue what we have started. Make 2017 a year of action. I ask for your vote. I ask for your support at the start of this great undertaking. So he used that letter, right, as, as kind of a way to do a wink-wink, nudge-nudge to Trump yeah. to say, listen, do me a favor, toss, toss me your support, kind of kind of need your support here. Uh, Trump hasn't committed yet, right, uh, because they, they remember Ryan pushed back on them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he distanced himself from the Trump campaign, uh, condemning everything that he was doing. Uh, but now, all of a sudden, now that uh, Trump is president-elect, now there's a quote-unquote historic opportunity to listen to the people and uh, translate President-elect Trump's extraordinary victory into action. <laughs> hmm. he, I, that must have been an oh crap moment oh, when he won you know, for, for every one of them. I guarantee when they're sitting there in their little war rooms uh, yeah. and they're watching these come up and they're just they're waiting, drinking their cognac and they're smoking waiting their cigars. for them to die, right? They just and and those numbers just keep popping yep. and those states just keep popping uh, and come like eleven o'clock. That's when the oh crap moment yeah, hits. That's when their sphincters tightened up. And They're like, yeah. he may actually do it. Uh, this might be our boss. Oh, I didn't do good. Oh, yeah. I Hindsight's 2020. <laughs> Especially when you're looking through your pooper. Yep. Oh, they were bent over. They were just waiting for it. And if there's anybody who you don't want to expose yourself to like that, it is Donald J. Trump. Yeah, absolutely. In any fashion, uh, entertainment world, business world, he is not somebody you want to get into the crosshairs. He's ruthless. <laughs> yeah. But apparently he's nice enough to be on good terms with Putin, mm -hmm. who has come out and uh, said that he's looking forward to working with Trump and thinks that there, there could be some historic peace levels between the U.S. and Russia. And that's fantastic. Good. Uh, now, Russia, as as uh, as of today, pulled out of the International Criminal Court uh, and The Hague and has kind of poo-pooed the U.N. Uh, sanctions against Russia. So Russia's still pretty much the bad guy here uh, with their human rights violations. And then uh, Assad, the uh, leader of Syria, mm -hmm. uh, came out with uh, some type of support for Trump, which kind of kind of bothers me, 
because yeah. Assad's a tyrant. However, the rebels that are fighting Assad have now turned into ISIS, and we were giving them guns. So that's kind of, I think we got to pick our poison with that one. Then you got uh, the new president over in the Philippines who is just an absolute maniac. I mean, this guy is nuts. Uh, just executing drug dealers and, you know, a lot of things that people think we should do here, but we have due process. Yeah. He's thrown out due process down there, but, uh, and, and, and said that the U.S. is no longer an ally of his, went to China, kissed up to them. But now with uh, uh, Donald getting uh, elected, now there's an opportunity, according to him, uh, to rebuild U.S.-Philippine relations. See, now, as an average Joe, that's because all these countries out there are seeing that we finally have somebody in office that's not going to take any crap, not going to sit back on their laurels, they're they're not going to pussyfoot around, and they're going to actually uh, take action. You cross us, we're going to cross you off. Devil's advocate. Okay. All the people that are supporting him mm -hmm. are pretty much the world's despots. They're the world's dictators, tyrants, um, and they're they're in favor of the American president now. That concerns a lot of people, not just the average Democrat who's looking for another reason to hate them. Right. Uh, when when you have uh, people who are guilty of uh, killing their own citizens and gassing them and executing children, and and they're standing up and going. <laughs> Yay, America! Yay, good but, for America! But couldn't it be out of fear? I, uh, well, That's what I'm saying. Be, I mean, right? it could be out of fear. Could, it could be like be. Iran back in 1980, yeah. as soon as Reagan was elected. Yeah. The, the hostages were released after a year and a half. Right? Yeah, and so, I mean, these people could be afraid, like, oh, crap, somebody's actually in power now that's willing to stop us from what we're doing. Another yippee Kaye moment? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. You know, and on a side note, uh, another thing I saw in the news about Trump, just speaking of people that are for him, against him, the thin blue line, finally an, uh, a person in office that's going to support the police and not backdoor them, you know. Um, did you hear what Donald Trump did for the police officers that were uh, outside of Trump Towers and, and backing off the protesters and stuff? He fed every single one of them. He did. Personally. Wow. Personally, yeah. He went and got him. He basically, okay, hey, let's get these guys food. Let's get, and I hate to use the word, but he made sure they had a safe space to, to eat their dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know, he brought them in. He gave them a place that they could just relax, take a time out from the brutal realities that are going on outside. He fed them. He's caring for, for the people that are protecting us, him, normal citizens. That's a class act right there. It is. And, and a lot of things that he's doing have defined him as as that class act. Yeah. With the hurricane relief, yeah. uh, Obama was nowhere to be found, but there there was the Don with his bus, with mm -hmm. trucks handing out water and food. So yeah. Some toys. People were, oh, my God, the liberals were so up in arms. They don't need building blocks and toys down there. You have children down there that are affected. Their stuff is gone, too. They have no idea what's going on. They're, they're kids, for God's sakes. They're children. So if he's able to give them some Tinker Toys and Slinkies... Just to well, get their mind off yeah. of their misery. How, uh, and how people went against that. Like, oh, they don't need toys. They need personal things. They need this... Uh, you know, what about the kids? They need something, too. Yeah, kids kids don't need deodorant yeah. and uh, shampoo. They, they could go days without washing for all they care. Can't get them to bathe now. Right. Uh, but you give, you give them something to play with and... 
they were occupied for days. Yeah, so. and, the, and the Democrats and liberals were all, all up in arms about it. Like, yeah, you give me a break. Where's Hillary? What's she giving down there? She wasn't anywhere to be found either. <laughs> oh, no, she's not giving out money, food, <laughs> handies, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Speaking of giving away things that uh, really are useless, uh, <coughs> Trump Trump is uh, seems to be giving away positions in his cabinet uh, to people of questionable uh, character. First one that came to mind is his new uh, strategist, uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, pretty much going to be uh, his right-hand man besides the chief of staff. Uh, this, this guy, Bannon, is part of what they call the alt-right movement. Uh, it's a fringe conservative movement, and, and it's been defined uh, by several groups uh, to be a white identity group, uh, pretty much a white supremacist uh, organization. Uh, that uh, caters to uh, speaking about uh, uh, people of minority uh, not uh, needing to be in this country. Right. Uh, gays, lesbians, uh, Jewish people, Muslims, uh, hating everybody except the Caucasians. Now, that's that's an issue for a lot of people. Yeah, well, that yeah, that should be an issue for everybody. I mean, that's not right. Uh, Bannon uh, was an, a Navy veteran, right? He earned. Uh, he's a rich guy. He learned a, earned a lot of money through uh, Goldman Sachs. Uh, became a Hollywood investor. Uh, he actually bought some of the rights to a Seinfeld series. He took over in 2012 a conservative website called Breitbart. Uh, we we've looked at their uh, articles before uh, while doing research for the show, and I've never really pulled their information because it's been uh, a little too extreme and and almost. Almost like mud news, not not real journalistic. Yeah, news. it's like the left side has their their uh, mud slinging sites. I mean, of course, the right does too, and that that would be one of them. Right, and and they call he turned it into the platform for the alt right. Right, so uh, this is from what people on both the Republican and the Democratic side are saying: the most dangerous political operative in America. Right. And and he enjoyed being that role. He enjoyed being the the center of attention when it came to that. Right? He would he would constantly uh, be able to poke the establishment, poke the the, the left, poke the moderates. Uh, his site drew uh, twenty million uh, viewers a month or so, uh, but uh, his his headlines made the New York Post look tame. Yeah. So uh, some of his headlines, and one of them wanted to kill. Uh, uh, Called Bill Crystal, a uh, conservative commentator, a renegade Jew, and and that birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. Yeah, but these are just the headlines that are they're they're meant to be. Uh, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because, um, first of all, his personal beliefs. I don't know if they've been proven or not. I guess, and that's what the left is up in arms about. Um, so who knows if it's been proven or not. But to, to play devil's advocate, they're attention grabbers. They're, they're meant to be, uh, you know, oh, my God, look at this. And it grabs your attention. You click on it. That's exactly what they're looking for. He's not the one that's actually writing these articles. No, I, I don't no, think he's, he's ever penned any of these articles, any of these headlines. I don't, so, I mean, to blame him 
uh, in, in specific, just to say it's him, it's him, which is what's happening. Uh, I, I mean, maybe it's his writers, you know, uh, little, little less control than people think. Well, uh, there's been a little more than, than just accusation that that's been hearsay. So, and, and I, I don't know how much credit you give an ex-wife, right? His, his ex-wife, uh, charged him with domestic violence and battery, uh, said he grabbed her by the throat and the arm, uh, but then she didn't show up in court. So that was dropped. And then in 2007, uh, he had other divorce proceedings where she accused him of blocking their children from attending school because he didn't want his daughters going to schools with Jews. That was never substantiated and was never proven. So, well, you, you, I mean, the key word there is accused. You can accuse anybody of anything. I could sit here, leave tonight, go home, and tell my wife, oh, my God, Russ grabbed me by the joint. And that's you would just like an that. Well, so I, that's, I mean, you know, that's neither here nor there, but it's an accusation nonetheless, you know. So CBS went and uh, asked the Trump camp uh, about his connection to uh, the alt-right movement, Bannon's uh, and they said, uh, nothing could be further from the truth. He's worked with people of all backgrounds and has embraced diversity through his career. Now, Bannon has defended that super right-wing movement in the past, admitting that while na white nationalism may be attracted to certain philosophies of the alt-right, there are elements on the hard left that attract certain extremists as well. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't argue that, but the the... the the left extreme is not a, a group that goes out and, and says the hell with the Jews and the hell with the blacks. Right. And Listen, I, I mean, I'm certainly not defending him. If those are his views, it's wrong. It, it's wrong. There's no room for racism. There's no room for anti-Semitic, you know, conversations or comments. Uh, so I'm far from uh, agreeing with those stances if that's what he stands for. I gotta, you gotta take a step back and look at what's what's occurred over the last eighteen months. Donald Trump has been under fire. He's been criticized and critiqued and under the microscope for every little thing. Oh my God, he farted in the elevator. Holy crap, he's gonna be a horrible. He's gonna stink up the Oval Office. I mean, these are the things that are that have been going on for the last eighteen months. Take it easy on the beans and brisket. I gotta, I gotta put money on the fact that. He, Donald Trump, is smart enough to have this dude vetted 110%. I've been known to be wrong occasionally. I'm known to be wrong. But I got to think that he is. What about the perception? It's the perception that people really gravitate towards. But right? that's the problem, though, is that perception is so easily swayed, especially nowadays, it's so easily swayed. They see headlines on these left-wing sites and these right-wing sites and, and the opposing parties take it for what it's worth. But they're mudslinging websites. That's that's basically what their, what their gig is. I, I got to say that he, he must have been properly vetted in order to be uh, even thought of for a position like this, let alone appointed. But that's the other thing, though. Is it, I mean, he could change his mind, right? Trump can. Oh, sure. That's, I mean, this it's isn't not, a it's Senate concrete. approval position. Right. As a, as a strategist, that's a personal handpicked in his uh, personal attache. Uh, uh,
assignment. So I mean, you got to think that you know the vetting process is still going on. If other things come out, I'm sure Trump is smart enough to look into it and say, okay, you're you're not the dude for the job. Take a hike. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, so. I mean, they're, they're digging all the skeletons out of the closet. Right? Yeah. in every every position. It's just when you when you look at how under a microscope he's going to be, mm-hmm. that you make sure that you surround yourself with people of impeccable character. Yeah. Uh, with uh, non-wavering morals who can withstand the pressure uh, of being lambasted and uh, uh, harangued everywhere you go by the left. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to happen. No matter where they go, no matter what they do, there's going to be protesters. There's going to be leftists there who are going to be trying to disrupt whatever proceedings there are making accusations, coming up with stories. You want to make sure that you're surrounded by people who are ironclad. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. He's he's one of them that, that could be conceived as an ironclad uh, type of person, right? The hero of New York, uh, 9-11. He kept the city together. He was at ground zero. He, he was, was right there. He was there. My cousin was part of the Bucket Brigade and, and was right alongside him uh, <laughs> when, when uh, they were trying to search for survivors. So... Uh, went jumped into the national spotlight there. Uh, I mean, he had a lifetime of, of national spotlight as a, a attorney general. Uh, I'm sorry, as a part of the U.S. attorney uh, for uh, the Eastern District, of New York, going after the mob bosses. Uh, he went after Gotti a few times, and he built up his reputation as as being uh, the tough as nails, uh, clean cut type of guy. So. Uh, he came out in favor of Bannon, and, and but now uh, people are coming out against Giuliani uh, as as a potential Secretary of State pick. Yeah, I'm not sure I like that though. I'm not sure I like that. I think he would be more suited as uh, you know to use his skills that he's been honing in on for for decades. You know, put him in the Attorney General spot. I think he would be fantastic. But uh, if he doesn't want that, do you just get rid of him? Just say sorry, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough because he—he's an asset. He's been by Trump's side since day one. Yeah, I mean, he's never gone against him, and uh, you know, Donald likes loyalty. So that would be a tough loss if he was to just back out entirely. But you know, Giuliani, as Secretary of State, he's got no uh, foreign policy uh, background. Uh, He's not uh, schooled in international diplomacy. Uh, he, he really, other than being the mayor of New York and then being a lobbyist and a lawyer, doesn't have uh, a lot of political savvy, uh, never mind to take that to uh, countries with socialist governments that are friendly with us and and work with them on a uh, uh, one-on-one basis. That, that requires some tact. That requires some ability to be able to negotiate on an international level and i don't know if rudy's got that hmm. now was he when he was a lawyer he trial lawyer i mean what was his experience there was it just well he, he started know. out in the trial ranks and then uh, uh leave and then went into federal government service i mean he's got that going for him trial lawyers they have to be well honed in the uh, skills of negotiation yeah but that's like know? 40 years ago man. Well, yeah but still you know maybe Working maybe it's US like riding a bike office. i don't know maybe it's like riding a bike maybe he'll be all right i just I, still, I would hate to see him just walk away entirely if he 
I, I don't want to see him pull that, uh, you know, the the crybaby. Well, if I don't get what I want, I'm stomping my feet and going home. I don't think he's going to take it to that route. But to to lose such a strong individual as Rudy Giuliani, I think that would be that uh, would be tragic. I, I think it would be a, a big mistake for Donald Trump to let him go. But you know, I mean, it's going to be his his cabinet. He has to make the decisions. You know, he, he does. But you know, when you when you look at some of what Giuliani's putting out there is priorities on a, a foreign relation level, right? Uh, it thinks ISIS and Mideast are top priority, and, and I can understand that point. But he doesn't think that uh, Russia isn't a military threat to us right now, uh, and that uh, China uh, doesn't pose a threat to us as well, uh, even though Trump is looking to cut China's throat in the trade world, right? So that would cause a lot of friction, uh, in in a foreign relations standpoint, if we go and we tell China, listen, anything you ship to us, we're gonna we're gonna tariff the hell out of that. We're gonna tax the hell out of it, make it so expensive that the American people aren't gonna buy it anymore. Well, China's not gonna like that. So how you know what kind of what kind of foreign policy mentoring could be uh, afforded Giuliani at that point? Right. And 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 then in with Russia, to say that they're not a military threat is uh, that's just that's irresponsible yeah it's a little weak that's yeah. a little weak yeah and that's he just he dismisses it right he's got a cavalier attitude towards a call it for a more cooperative relationship you know but that their military threat isn't really all that it, it's meant to be yeah I, I just hope he doesn't walk away entirely uh, you know maybe you're you're probably right that's probably not the position for him but you know i think he, it, it would be a loss to the trump team if uh you know, if Rudy walks away as well. Now, I could be wrong. And and, yeah. and like you, I've been wrong before. No. Uh, yeah, it's few and far between. But <laughs> uh, I will say this about what's going on in the state of the world since Trump's been elected. We are now at uh, DEFCON 5. Okay, so prior, just prior to the election, we were DEFCON 3. Those of you that don't know, DEFCON is the status level of our armed services readiness DEFCON 1 is war, right? DEFCON 3 is that all our forces can be mobilized within 15 minutes' notice. That's that's up there, right? 15 minutes' notice, our entire national military can be mobilized. The, the day after Trump was elected, uh, with Russia making its phone call to Trump and Assad coming out and saying what he said and Turkey saying what they said and Philippines saying what they said, the threats have dissipated to where we have gone to DEFCON 5, which is the lowest level of readiness. That that kind of took me aback. I was very surprised when I saw that. You know how I learned about DEFCON 1, 2, 3, 4, 5? War games. That's right. Would you like to play That's, a game? I learned everything from TV and movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, oh, he's talking about DEFCON. Yeah, I know what that uh, is. Matthew Broderick, great. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah, it is. I hope they don't reboot that one. Ah, it's, well, Hollywood's running out of ideas. So. They're doing Jumanji. Are they really? Yeah, the Rock. Uh, the Rock and, and uh, 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 what's his name? Is it going to be Jumanji 2 or is it no, like a remake? No, it's a reboot. I get a, they need to get some new writers in Hollywood. These you know what it is? That's lame. We're raising bad kids, man. We're raising bad kids. I mean, that was a good movie. It was. Robin Williams. Always That's a funny. classic. Yeah. And he's dead now. I know. We can't, we can't do that 
for his memory, right? It's not, he, a, it's not a way to keep the memory going. Don't. That's like, are you going to redo Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, oh, that would be horrible. You can't do that. You know, Hollywood's running out of ideas. Oh, where's all the smart people in the world? Right. And hey, for you people out there, if you got any ideas, anything you want to share with us, uh, just feel free. DNRradio.net. You can email us, radiodnr at gmail.com. And check out the uh, Facebook or Twitter feed. Always love to hear from you, right or wrong, uh, left or right. Uh, we want to know what you're thinking. Well, last week we uh, heard from Silas Duguid Jr. a second time. Always a great contributor. That was a that was a long letter. Too. It was well long. written too. We don't have anybody dipping into the mailbag this week, but we still got a lot to talk about. Don't go anywhere. DNR Radio will be right back. Who doesn't like to be naked? Sure, we all do. But the police usually frown upon public nudity. Well, now you can stay out of jail and look good doing so with a t-shirt from Skunk Duck Design. From sports to politics to the wide world of nerdcraft, there's a shirt for you at Skunk Duck. They even have shirts for you for 20 followers. Skunk Duck shirts come in both regular and women's cut, and with sizes from extra small to 5XL, there's a shirt for everyone. Oh, did I mention they have hoodies too? Because they totally have hoodies. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design to get the shirt that's right for you. That's teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design. New shirts are being added all the time, so follow Skunk Duck on social media at facebook.com slash skunk duck design for all the latest updates skunk duck design the best ducking designs on the web they're not right wing they're not left wing no these fat bastards want the whole chicken and now back to dark side and rust dnr radio and we're back dnr radio that's dark side i'm russ welcome back to the Second segment of our spectacular uh, week six episode. You do know here, it's like a month and a half now six we've been weeks. doing this stuff. That's nuts. That's awesome, dude. That's fantastic. Hey, let me ask you a question. Just throwing this out there. Um, have you heard anything uh, like legitimate about uh, the cell phone carriers completely changing their, their tune and going back to contracts i know this is off topic but dude i can't get this out of my mind i'm so freaking pissed right now at my cell phone my cell phone carrier the they, cell phone they, carrier meaning what your your son the, the, well <laughs> that carrier too sorry i just farted that carrier too really you i know butt biscuits can, had we had that deal. last week man. i know you ate I those know. wings like bubble guts no the old lady made some egg dish and it's starting to kick back no my yeah, yeah my my this kid. is a closed studio i know man. dude i'm so sorry we have to ventilate this room oh. eventually <laughs> No, my oh my kid's freaking killing me, dude. Shattered his his screen, completely shattered it. And about two years ago, and I come to find out this is all cell phone companies. I thought it was just AT and T. I'm gonna say the name AT and T. I thought it was just them. You know, I used to be able to get like a yearly upgrade, yeah. Or, or every year and a half, you can upgrade your phone for free, but you have to re-sign the contract. Right. Big freaking deal. So I'm under a contract. Who cares? It's not like I'm gonna be going anywhere anyway. Well, they did away with that. Now you have to purchase the phone, but to make it easier, and they're they're hitting you full price. Some of these phones are like four, five, six, seven hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what my old lady's phone was. 
but oh well there, there's no contract but we'll just add it to your bill for an extra 20 30 bucks a month that's how they get you yes yeah. so you're not under contract technically speaking you're just hit for that if you want to leave early bam pay the balance right well my son his cell phone it broke the screen like how he did this it literally looks like a bullet hit the damn thing no idea how he and did it's it. in the case it is in a case it's in a case i take the case apart and the whole thing around the whole edges everything is just dented and destroyed and scratched and he comes home with this thing today, and he puts it on the table, and uh, there's what appears to be a bullet hole in the screen. I mean, I know it's not. He was at school, and he told me how he did it. I'm like, dude, I still owe well over $100 on this phone. And now I have to pay that off and then go and buy It's just, you know, somebody had told you me. Didn't, you didn't buy the insurance plan. No. No, because you're paying more. I figured, I even told him when I bought the phone, I'm like, listen, dude, I'm not getting the insurance plan. This is your way of showing responsibility. Yeah, Dad, great, I could do that. Uh, and then this happens. Let me, let me tell you what has happened on my side. Okay. <clears throat> my daughter, who's away at college, uh, damaged her screen. Uh, and the phone's just about it, not even a year old. Mm -hmm. Damaged her screen. And <clears throat> at the time, I did... When I when I bought the plan, buy uh, uh, the insurance, went had the screen replaced at the Apple Store, right? Didn't think about saying, "Hey, I have insurance; it's covered," right? They give it back to me. Now we find out that the case was bent and wound up being a uh, an Apple design flaw, right? So we go back to them, and they're like, "Well, you changed the screen, so." Uh, you voided the warranty. Ooh. So we're like, wait, 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 wait. You changed the screen. We gave it to you, one of your stores, oh, yeah, one of your you kiosks. Had, yeah, you had it at the store. But they didn't put it in the system. So they can't prove that they're so the they ones that did it. So oh, that shysters. And we wound up round and round. My, uh, my ex-wife went down for family weekend, and I said, listen, just tell them we got the insurance, right? Because I looked it up, and I'm like, Damn it, I got the insurance. Mm -hmm. Get the phone replaced. So they went and, and they got it replaced. And ATT was very easy to work with once you showed them that, hey, <sighs> I, I bought this plane. But I'm paying off my phone. Yeah. Paying off her phone. Paulette's on my plan. She's paying off that phone. Plus, I got my other daughter on the plan. Plus, because of AT&T and DirecTV merging, I got this wonderful package deal. That gives me their platinum channel Dis package. Discounts and, and stuff. Right, yeah. a Sunday ticket and all that. Mm -hmm. So with the cost of the phones and the cost of the service and the cost cost of the direct TV, I'm paying over $400 a month. Oh, ridiculous. $400. I miss my $0.99 cent a month beeper. Right. No kidding. You Beat remember me. that? Yeah. Page me. That's I'll talk it. to you if I want to. I'd be, you had a little gold chain hooked it to yeah. your belt loop. Yeah. I'm the shizzle, right? Ah, uh, dude. So you, now that, but that's including like you're paying the extra like twenty or thirty bucks for your phone, twenty or thirty bucks for right. that. Right. That's phone. All, all. Everything included. Then. Yeah. Back in the day, that wasn't there. You were just that under been a half contract. Of that. Right. Yeah. And that's what somebody had told me earlier today because I, I had called a friend of mine and I was bitching and moaning about. It. They're like, oh, some cell phone companies are going back to contract. I don't know if like Verizon or I don't have experience with any other. I've been with AT and T for so many years. I called them today. I said, hey, dude, just, you know, you got any specials going on? First of all, I called him to find out how much was left to pay off this knucklehead cell phone. 
and it's well over $100. I'm like, okay, well, what about mine? Maybe I could pay mine off because I had to get a new cell phone a little over a year ago. Maybe I could just pay mine off, give it to him because mine's in perfect shape. I give him the upgrade. Scrub out the porn and give it to him. Right. It, well, well why, why would you scrub it? He's gonna just gonna go get it. Why anyway. bother? I yeah. figured I'll give him my cell phone. No, I'm well. I'm almost two hundred dollars on mine. My old lady's phone. We bought it a year and a half ago. She's still on her phone. Four hundred and thirty-three dollars yep. for the payoff because I we got her one of the That's top a of the six line. Six plus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like for four hundred thirty. She she's gonna break that damn thing, and then I'm screwed out of that money too. I can't. I'm like, so my buddy was telling me, he's like, well, some places, I thought all cell phone cover uh, carriers were doing this newfangled thing. He said, no, uh, some of them are going back to contract, you know, so then they might be able to help you out and stuff. I highly doubt any of them are going to pay off that whole nut, that whole chunk. But I, I'm just like, dude, I wake, I don't need the stress. I don't need the bull crap. The holidays are coming. You know, money's already tight and tied up as it is. And and he comes home with a shattered phone, dude. I swear, I almost freaking lost it. I'm like, can't you be? You want your driver's license? What Wait, are you? You're gonna... 16 now, right? Yeah, working papers. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, he is chomping for his. Uh, to his credit, he's chomping at the bit to get a job. He wants to work. He doesn't want to sit at home on his ass and do nothing, you know. Which he he's pretty well versed at. He wants to work, so good for him, you know. But it's like I, I don't I don't need the stress I don't need the bullcrap, dude. You're 16 now. You want a driver's license? You want to start driving? What are you gonna come home with holes in the car, holes in the windows of the vehicle? Like, well, we do uh, live in a certain town. Oh, I know, I know. But I, I just I was just wondering if you heard. I don't know. What, you're through AT and T, so I guess that does me no good. Well, to, I've been through all of them, right? So I've been through T-Mobile, I've been through Verizon, yeah. I've been through Sprint. I think Verizon was one. I think that might have been one that he mentioned. They might have because they're trying to get the niche. Yeah, they want to they want to take the business away from everybody else. Well, they're the ones. They just came out with that. Did you see the ads on TV? Right in time for Christmas, of course. Like they have a newfangled cell phone where you can put all these attachments to it. Uh, you, you can make it into a projector. So so if you if you have like yeah, videos yeah. and stuff, you can clip this thing on and it projects it onto the wall. And they have a different clip on there that you can use a zoom feature, like an actual like zoom a camera. Feature. Yeah, yeah, like a camera and stuff and. I think I don't remember what it was called, but I know it's like a Droid phone, which is cool. Uh, I dig the Droid phones. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Droid. Yeah, no, you don't like the Droid phones. I don't, I don't like the Droid eh, phones. See, I don't mind them so much. I got used to them. But I just the security on the apps just don't. Then, then I like it when somebody is, you know, being being a Democrat with my apps and oh. controlling every aspect of oh, it. Oh, you like you're one of them. Yeah. 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 You, 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 you give me free and open downloads and like my brother <laughs> my brother uh, uh he, he he likes the the free and open apps because then he can manipulate them and everything and uh he was talking about it not too long ago uh oh, i just want to uh, send out my uh thoughts and and prayers to social downfall radio one of our uh, sister podcasts out there it's uh Hosted by King and Gemma, and Gemma just lost her aunt Sue uh, uh -huh. yesterday, and uh, so he's he's not uh, doing a show this week. So, those of you that listen to DNR Radio that don't also listen to Social Downfall Radio, uh, Social Downfall will be back next week. So, uh, just reach out to King and Gemma if you want and uh, express your uh, feelings and prayers for them. So, best best of them out there. I hope you get back on the air quick. Yeah, absolutely. But. Um, my my uh, uh, brother, uh, 
was talking uh, about how he likes the open apps so that he can uh, manipulate them and merge them and do whatever he wants. I don't, I don't got time for that. See, I don't know anything about that. I, I just don't have time for That's that. That's all Greek to me. Let me go to the app store. Let me type in a search of what I want. Give me my options, whether they're free or paid for. Mostly free. I'm cheap. Yeah. And 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 let me go on. And they've already been virus checked and secure. And I got to worry about my phones picking up viruses. Yeah, but like with the and I'm certainly not bashing Apple or iPads or iPods or whatever iPhones you people have out there. But which you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. Is that what I'm assuming? Okay. So, uh, aren't you a little bit like uh, with my Android phone? I could put a memory chip in there, a memory card. Is that what they're called? A yeah. Little mini SD card. Yeah. I and have infinite amount of memory. Well, I know a friend of mine, and actually my brother had had an issue with his, uh, you know, everything goes to some cloud, and you know, I'm so out of the technological loop here. I'm like, cloud? What the hell are you talking about? But, like, everything gets booted up to the cloud. Only if you and, pay for it, they give you a certain amount of free cloud. Okay. But what about, like, you know, you run out of memory eventually, in it, you know, because you can't put a memory card in an iPhone. No, you can't. And and you, you buy the amount of memory <laughs> you want. Oh. So they, they used to have, like, 16 gigs they got rid of that so now it's i think it's just 3264 and one something right and, and i got i got the i got the one something so i gotta worry about it well if anybody out there heard about this you know seriously dude uh, save me the heart attack if anybody knows of any cell phone companies that still do the the free yearly upgrades if it was just me and the old lady we're responsible enough uh, it, it is what it is but man this guy i can't keep paying for his freaking cell phones he's killing me dude Anybody heard of anything seriously, you know, non-political, nothing like that, just helping a brother out, RadioDNR at gmail.com. Just help me. <laughs> or just go through the website, uh, uh, www.dnrradio.net. Yeah. Anything. I'd, I just want to hear, from, you know, something to, to help the average working American <laughs> save a few bucks. Oh, come on, Dark Side. You got you got to have <laughs> it going on. Oh, right? yeah, I got bank account after bank account, right? Well, you may have to sell your guns. No, no, he goes without a phone. <laughs> you gotta draw the line. Stop breathing the air, buddy. Uh, -uh not happening. No, <laughs> especially now it's hunting season, bro. I ain't selling nothing. <laughs> what do you got? What are you hunting with? Uh, well, since it's Connecticut and our our glorious state uh, on state land, it's only you can only hunt with a shotgun. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna bring out the uh, the 12 gauge. Got a Mossberg 500 and. Uh, go out and see what I can hit with that, you know. If I had like private land, you can hunt with whatever three hundred eight, thirty out six. Private land, you're you're, you know. Uh, as long eight. as you only have a nine clip. Yeah, you got to keep them down. You, you know, the shotguns you have to have them plugged for only three rounds. What? Yeah, shotgun. If you're out there hunting with a shotgun, it's got to be plugged, which means you can only have three rounds in it. Pl plain and simple, just three. That's for turkey hunting. That's for for anything. Uh, three. Can't have more than three in there. Who checks that? Actually, they have game wardens out there. DEP is out there, and I've run into them in the woods. It's insane. Like, you just see this little orange pumpkin walking around, and you're like, oh, another hunter. You're going to try to be quiet as they get closer? Nope. DEP. They're out there, dude. They're, they're checking. Let me see your gun. They're che yeah. I've had to actually empty mine. Show them my, my uh, hunting license. I've had to show them my deer tags because you have to have, not only you have to have the hunting license, you have to have tags. If you shoot one, you got to tag it immediately. You have to report it to the stations, yada, yada, yada. This dude wanders up. Uh, let me see your hunting license. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Here you go. He says, uh, you got proper tags? And I'm like, oh, crap. I thought I left him in the car. I'm like, no, okay, wait a minute. Right here. Was able to furnish the tags. 
and he seemed nice enough not bashing the guy but he was just talking and he's like looking at my shotgun he goes that thing plugged and i said yeah it's got a plug he goes uh you mind if i check i had to empty out everything i had to empty the chamber right there now meanwhile i'm out there to hunt dude i'm out there to put some food in the freezer and here comes this dude talking to me. Any deer within, you know, a mile's radius hears us talking, hears me unloading the gun. Unloading a shotgun is very loud. <laughs> hears me unloading the gun. My my day was shot. It was done. You know, and I understand they're doing their job, but, yeah, they're, they'll check, dude. They'll bust your nuts like you wouldn't believe. It's unreal. I'm not, I'm not uh, one that has been on a hunting excursion. Uh, growing up in Bayonne, New Jersey, we don't have the opportunity to have a lot of grasslands yeah the only grasslands we had were the old dump that we used to drink at mm -hmm. so we didn't, we didn't have that opportunity yeah. i want to get grass. into the bow hunting though you know that's i i started doing that back in uh 2000 oh god was it 2010 or 11 um I, I started i got into bow hunting a couple friends of mine were doing it and um i i didn't get any with the bow uh, I only went out that one or two seasons. That's tough. Yeah, that's hard. You gotta. You they have to get close. They that's have to hunting. Yeah, I mean it, it really is. That's the epitome of hunting right there. They you need that deer to come in close. You got to be up out of sight, out of smell range, everything. And um, so I, I mean I was able to see deer while I was bow hunting, but I could not get them close enough to take a shot. And I'm not just gonna try to wing one. Yeah, you know, there's no sense in just winging a deer and let it go off hurt i mean you want to make it humane you want to want to make it a clean kill so i i never you know was able to pull off a shot but uh that, that's tough holy cow is that tough but in 2012 i suffered a uh injury to my right shoulder and bicep yeah we talked about that a couple shows ago yeah that took me out of the game so i haven't been i'll, I'll take the bow out and play with it now and again but, you know, when you're bow hunting, you have to pull, you have to draw back. And there's yeah. times when you have to sit there drawn back for you gotta hold it. minutes. You have yeah. to hold it. And, you know, my shoulder's kind of screwed up for that. I'd like to do it again, but, you know, that that's hardcore right there, though. Use a kid's bow. A <laughs> little, little, little baby bow. Yeah, a little baby there. bow. Oh, a little sucker on the end of it. A little suction cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was mildly inconvenient. <laughs> it's going to keep running <laughs> off. Oh, my. Uh, no deer for you, buddy. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of goofy things, back on track. Back to the meat and potatoes. <clears throat> Paul Rand. Uh, Rand Paul. Paul and Rand. Paul, Rand Paul. Yeah. Uh, former presidential candidate. Uh, we were talking about Giuliani in the last segment uh, on how uh, we may not believe he's the best fit for Secretary of State. Rand Paul, is he the one with the big ears? He is. Kind of looks kind of like kinda, Baby New Year? Yeah, almost. he does. Okay. He yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, came out and said that uh, neither Giuliani or Bolton would get his vote as Secretary of State uh, because of their stance on uh, the Iraqi war uh, and their uh, stance on the Middle East where they uh, are in favor of uh, attacks and wars. And uh, according to Rand Paul, that's that's not where uh, we as a country need to be. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to trust a guy such as Rand Paul to advise me on who our Secretary of State should be. Probably because he, he supported Bush back in the day too so isn't that kind of like the pot calling the kettle black yeah a little bit so 
Now, he's saying that he doesn't support these people. Has he thrown any names in the hat? Anybody that he thinks would be? No, he's a part of the problem, not a part of the solution. See, that's what pisses me off, too, is you got people that, you know, they'll go into their boss's office. This is a problem. Okay, well, how do you think we should fix it? Well, that's your job. Well, no, a little bit of input would be good. Well, the problem with Paul is that he is on the Foreign Relations Committee, so he's got direct say as to the appointees that Trump puts out there. So he can yay or nay it, uh, uh, being that he's on that board, right? Uh, the, the Republicans have a 10 to 9 majority on the Foreign Relations Committee right now, meaning that he could cast the deciding vote. Uh, if he decides to side with Democrats, uh, anybody that Trump puts up there is going to get knocked down. Uh, it wouldn't stop a full Senate vote, but it, it doesn't give Senate. The Senate likes to see the approvals from the subcommittees when presented with cabinet members or different appointees. You go like you got the House Judiciary Committee for judges and you got the Foreign Relations Committee for secretaries of state. And if you get their approval and then go before the full Senate, it's kind of like a stamp of approval. They've already right. been vetted. So, okay, so with his position that he's in, though, uh, is he able to put up a suggestion? That would be— Or would that be like a it would be conflict of that interest? Would, that would be a conflict okay. of interest. Because so. I'm sitting here listening. I'm, I'm looking at it like a kid. You know, you want this for dinner? No. You want this for dinner? No. And that's you how want, they do it. Well, what do you want? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But. So uh, if it's a conflict of interest, then I take it back. Okay, you know, it, it is what it is. Because but. he's on the Foreign Relations Committee, he can't suggest, well, I don't like this guy, but I like him. Okay. You, you right. can't kind of do well, that. Well, then I take it back. I stand corrected. Speaking of people that we like, Ben Carson. I still dig that dude. He's so, cool. I like him. He was up for potentially uh, the uh, Department of Education, mm -hmm. be the cabinet member there, Secretary of Education. Uh, he came out, uh, I think it was yesterday, late yesterday or early today, and said that uh, he would not want to be considered for any cabinet post at this That's moment. That's depressing. He doesn't does not want to be involved in the uh, Trump cabinet at this time. See, and I thought he was just saying that position, but come to find out, he said just flat out. Just flat that, out. that he, sucks. He I thinks like he can do better from outside the government than inside. See, I, I liked him, too. I was really hoping he was going to be a part of the cabinet. I like him, but you know what? His his mouth gets him in trouble, too. Is it because of what he says or just his manner of speaking? Because he's very timid. It's kind of what he's he says, so too. I mean, he's yes, very timid, very quiet, but uh, very, very right-wing in his beliefs. He is pretty much ultra-conservative, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's... Somebody who you want in charge of a Department of Education anyway. We, you still have school boards in this country that teach creationism. Yeah. Right? And, and we have scientific proof of evolution, and, and uh, they, they still try to debunk it, right? Uh, they teach uh, as though the Bible were uh, a word of law yeah. instead of a bunch of stories that were handed down generation to generation for hundreds of years until somebody decided to write them down. So, you know, there's, there's, I got, I got, you know, I love Ben Carson. I mean, you have to be a super smart man 
to be a pediatric neurosurgeon, right? That's right. That's not that's not something that you can just bubblegum machine, right? Yeah. That's not, like like you're saying, you know, a brain. Well, what are you, a brain surgeon? It's not a punchline here. This dude's <laughs> this dude a, actually is. He's a freaking brain surgeon. He's a brain surgeon uh, yeah. on kids. Right. You don't just get that out of a box of Cracker Jacks. So uh, I get I get it. The yeah. man's extremely smart, genius yeah. level, right? I just I think some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just dumb as hell. A dumber belief. I mean, you can't. Uh, All right. Just, so maybe I'm wrong because I, I, I may be knocking somebody's belief. Well, here. no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, yeah, it, it is his beliefs. Um, I mean, so I, I wouldn't expect him to abandon his beliefs. What What's made him the man that he is? I don't to, know if to, I want the national figurehead for the Department of Education saying, you know what? There's a chance that the universe was made in six days. Because on the seventh day, the dude chilled. Okay. I see what you're saying. I mean, there has to be some form of a separation I mean, of... come on. Yeah. I, I, I still think he would have been fantastic at it, you know? <sighs> Listen, my kids came home from school a couple, uh, literally a couple weeks ago and uh, had a, a bookmark that they had bought at, like, whatever school store that they have going on. And it was the Pledge of Allegiance. It was a bookmark, had the American flag, had the eagle on it, and, the, and it had the entire Pledge of Allegiance. I saw the bookmark. I said, you know, hey, Bear, where did you get that? And she, I called my daughter Bear. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, I bought it at the school store. Seven years old. Well, I think, yeah, seven years old. That was, I was at that party. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at it, and it has the whole pledge. The word God was not omitted from it. I was thrilled. Listen, I'm not a religious person. I'm really not. Uh, I kind of just fly by my own. I went to 12 years of Catholic school. Uh, I was an altar boy when I was younger. No cracks about that, please. I was an altar boy until yeah, I was 18. Okay, until you, ooh, you yeah. stuck it. You did the long haul. I did the long no, haul. I was just they were actually talking about Father Russ. Really? Yeah. That would have been cool. I discovered women. Ah, well, it's better than discovering little boys. Yes. So I, like I was, a, more. you know, I was an altar boy for a couple of years when I was younger and stuff. Listen, I did the Roman Catholic thing. Uh, wasn't for me. I moved on, you know. So I'm not a I'm not a religious person. I go to church for weddings, funerals, you know, the typical stuff. Uh, we celebrate Christmas, you know. I'm, I'm not like one of those. Oh, you know, there's nothing. But um, I was thrilled to see her bring that home especially in today's day and age with all the political correctness and all this other stuff. Listen, I dig it. If you're raising your kid not to believe in it, if you're a Muslim going going to school, don't say it. That's perfectly fine. Don't take the tradition, I guess you can say, of, of the schools, you know, standing up, saluting the flag, doing this, that, the other thing. Don't take that away. But if it's not what you what you dig, then then stay away from that. That's fine. But as, an, as a non uh, religious person when i saw her take that out of her backpack i was thrilled you know if stuff like that is what ben carson would have at least fought to keep in schools i i don't really don't see much of a problem with that if you're talking about him uh restructuring the learning programs and adding this in and forcing it down people's throat yeah that sucks you know i, well, I, I don't, don't know if he would do that but. no probably not but you know, so as far as that goes, I, I totally hear what where, where you're going with it. But um, you know, I, I definitely think that that there's some of the tradition of standing up and saying the pledge of allegiance, stuff like that, should be left at the schools. And if you opt out of it, opt out of it. But that's what that's what the country was founded on. 
you know, so to speak. I mean, obviously, I know that only came about in the 40s or 50s, you know, the whole stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance Well, the under thing. God part came out right. in the 50s, so. You know, but, you know, it's tradition. I remember doing it when I was in school, you know, and I don't know if they do it now or not, but, you know, Kieran, uh, she knows what's going on. You know, she she brought it home and she's like, yeah, this is cool. Look at it. You know, uh, we don't force religion down the kids throats um, and I don't expect the schools to, you know, so if that would have been his platform. Yeah. OK, bail back out. But, you know, I, I think he would have I think he would have been a good choice. I think he would have kept it pretty level and, and pretty fair across the board. I, well, now we will never know. Uh, but and, and staying in line with uh, people being anti Giuliani for uh, Secretary of State, uh, I was watching TV the other day and uh, Joe Scarborough on uh, MSNBC uh, said that Rudy Giuliani is actually crooked hmm. and and shouldn't be a part of that. Right? Uh, you think you think Steve Bannon's appointment got negative press? Pick Rudy Giuliani as your Secretary of State. Or John Bolton is Secretary of State, and watch everything melt down internationally. Yeah, because we've never had a crooked Secretary of State before. Well, he, he quoted the fact that the Qatari government gave huge amounts of money to uh, Giuliani's law firm. And that uh, that being in and of itself was uh, hypocrisy. How could you have a stance against fundamentalist Muslims in the Middle East— when you're taking money from them, I kind of, kind of have to agree with that to a yeah, point. I mean, it makes sense. But uh, to say that John Bolton wouldn't be good for it either, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I still think Bolton would be the best bet. We're just, we're just eating through time. I here. just looked at it. I'm like, holy crap, dude. We're just about, just about out of show here. Well, if we have to stretch it just a hair. And, and well, one of the things I wanted <laughs> to talk about before we wrap up. <laughs> There's been a change in the leadership in the Democrat Party mm -hmm. when it comes to the Senate. Well, right? they have to do something. Pelosi's out. Mm -hmm. Oh, bravo. I could not stand that woman. Yeah, but you know, was, be careful uh, what you wish for. Here's Chuck. Chuck yeah. Schumer mm -hmm. has now been uh, the top Senate Democrat uh, replacing Pelosi. That kind of scares me. Mm. That's... He's he's like uh, a a Blumenthal on speed, Ugh. right? Yeah, yeah. Right, but and he's also pandering to the progressives. So he's got this leadership platform, and and, and in the Senate, whoever's running the party gets their little click, their little, you know, these are my lunch buddies. You can sit at my lunch table type of groups, yeah. right? Guess who we invited to the lunch table? Oh, who? Bernie. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Oh, God, we're Senator from done. the great state of Vermont Ugh. is now eating lunch at the Schumer table. Is he really? He is. Ugh. So he reached out and and I guess is trying to make peace with the progressives uh, and try to unify the the Democratic Party for 2020. Ugh. You know, that's sad. And 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 the the team with Bernie included was unanimously elected by uh, the Democrat base. Really? I mean, it wasn't even close. Huh. Blew it out of the water. He wanted to be the Senate Majority Leader if the Democrats had won back the majority. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Trump. Sorry about your luck. Oh, yeah. He thought he'd be right there standing next to Hillary 
on the victory platform. So Bernie just goes wherever the wind blows, doesn't he? Where the money is, man. I don't. Oh my! And and all of his little burnouts out there are still support. Still suckling at the teeth. Can they not read the freaking news? They don't. They don't care. These that, are kids. I don't get it. They still think that Bernie's giving them a free lunch. Oh my God! And he, you know, I mean, all the stuff. I mean, Hillary screwed him out of the nomination, flat out proven. Oh yeah. And he still backed her. Yep. I support Hillary. I, he still backed her. Two weeks before, he was like, "This woman is the worst thing to ever happen yeah. in this country." Yeah. The the establishment that he was against is who he supported, and he tried telling his his burnouts to follow along. Follow me on the Titanic, everybody. This will be a fantastic freaking ride. Don't worry about the icebergs. We're good. So all of a sudden, now, okay, so then he, he loses the nomination, buys himself a $600,000 house on Lake whatever up in Vermont, and, and everybody's like, oh, you know, no big deal, no big deal. Does the lake want to get to know me? Right, exactly. And, and so there's more of his hypocrisy. Hey, buddy, couldn't that $600,000 have gotten spread out evenly throughout the country? Give everybody a free Big Mac or something? But we'll keep that aside. Now he's he's sitting down and... and and dining with these people, this is unbelievable. Yep. And people are just blind to it. It doesn't change. The establishment, even on the Republican side, Mitch yeah. McConnell was yeah. reelected. Uh, to, he faced no challenge. Nobody stood up against Mitch McConnell and said, my turn. Mm. Guy's been in Senate like 47 years, man. Yeah, dug in like a tick. Oh, mm-hmm. somebody stand up and replace him, please. So there, there's 10 members now on the Democratic leadership team. We got Sanders, uh, a guy from West Virginia, uh, Manchin, uh, Tammy Baldwin, Wisconsin. Uh, so he's trying to get a good gender balance, a good demographic balance. He's trying to bring people in that uh, whose states voted for Trump onto his platform and try to win over those states in 2020. So uh, uh, Schumer is uh, shrewd. And and he's very smart. He's yeah. from New York. I'm from Jersey. We're we're kind of a like mind. Mm. We're 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 smarter than everybody else. We think smarter so, than the average bear. Uh, so he's he's a schemer. Yeah, he's stacking the deck in his and, favor. And and he's going to be formidable uh, in in four years if Trump's not on top on top of his game. Yeah, well, you know, he's Trump's got four year you know four years to to do the best he can and maybe. Hopefully uh, proves himself, and and then we won't even have to worry about this, dude. Maybe it'll be eight years. I don't know, man. I know. One can only hope. Yeah, tough call. So as we wrap up another fantastic week of DNR Radio, I want to remind you all, uh, you want to say something? Please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We want to know who you are. We want to know that somebody's even listening Hello, to the are you damn there? show. Are you there? Send me a message. <laughs> www.dnrradio.net. Send us an email, radiodnrgmail.com. Hit us up at our Twitter feed, at DNR Live, or look us up on Facebook, at DNR Radio. We want you to be a part of the program. Need you to be a part of the process. Come join in the fun. We're having a hell of a time. I think so. Oh, I'm having a blast with this, dude. This this, this hour went really, really quick. Mm-hmm. So until next week for Woo-hoo. Dark Side, this is Russ. Thanks for listening to DRL Radio. Peace. Peace. <laughs>